Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, it's the way uh, tire buying should be. So this is making its rounds. And I find it to be hilarious. Hilarious. Do you guys take surveys? Um, if you'd like to hold on after this call, there's a three-question survey you can sign up for. If I have a negative experience, I'm definitely taking that survey. That's my that's my revenge. That's my recourse, right? Uh, I think so. I think so. Um, we all get chances to take surveys, and yet very few of us actually take you up on that survey. But I... I the uh, of 1,706 NFL players produced some eyebrow-raising highlights and lowlights for franchises across um, the NFLPA. Released a second annual report on uh, on clubs. What's most interesting is like, look, they're going to pick apart the Chargers because they charge extra for daycare, even though they don't have daycare on site. I mean, and apparently the Chargers when they travel. They have their equipment go with them instead of go separate, which is time consuming and they have to wait on the tarmac. Like, yeah, these are first world problems to me. Um, the top five in overall scores the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Packers, the Eagles, and the Jaguars. The bottom five were the Steelers, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Command. Whoa, the Chiefs? Huh. Yeah. The Steelers? Hmm. Um, so I understand that we can sit there and go, hey, Patrick Mahomes is the magic elixir. Magic elixir. Uh, the Chiefs, by the way, their ownership got like an F plus. Did you guys see that? I didn't know there's an F plus. Isn't it just F? Isn't it just F? Like once you cro- cross the F threshold, you're in an F. There's not like, oh, you got an F plus. You know, two grades which don't shouldn't really exist are D minus and F plus. Those two can probably and D plus really like you're at a D, you're at a D. No, no, I'm a D plus, mom. Like now you're at a D. I want to say Josh McDaniels got an F minus when they ranked the coaches. F minus. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Oh, from the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Mike McDaniel, who, by the way, he got like a C plus or something like he's beloved by the media, beloved by hard knocks in real life. They're like, eh, C plus, which probably, again, we can draw lots of uh, inferences. We can guess 
What's the what's the likely popular guess on this one? What do you think? Why Josh McDaniels doesn't rate out? Well, Mike McDaniels doesn't rate out better. He gets he gets all the shine. He gets all the attention. People love it, and he's you know they think he's playing to the cameras. I'm sure. Yes, Dan Byer. I would also think that the offense probably loves Mike McDaniel more than the defensive players. Fair enough. Fair enough. So maybe you get an average grade there because it's a great point. Like again, there's no why in these things. There's no why. But here's the biggest thing. You want to let me here circle up, get huddle up. None of it matters. It just doesn't. No player looks at this and goes, well, I don't know. I can't go to the Chargers because of daycare issues. If they're a free agent, they leave because they weren't going to be compensated at the right level or they weren't going to be used in the right way. I mean, look, man, you're there. Uh, yeah, Do you have to live there? Sure. But the reality is, it's a job. It's a high-paying job. If you're a free agent, it's a job you have to take a look at. And you weigh a lot of factors. And I guarantee most of these factors don't actually matter. Nobody goes like, man, the food at the cafeteria stinks, so I'm not going there. Like, what is this, summer camp? You know? Reality is, the elite guys that take care of themselves, they're on their own program as far as eating anyway. That's reality. Yes, trainers matter. Coaches matter. Relationships matter. But so does how much you're going to get paid. Are they going to use me in a way in which I'll be able to play well? If I play well, I'm going to have good stats. If I have good stats, I'll make more money. I don't actually care. And if you don't believe me, one of the lowest rated teams is the Kansas City Chiefs, and they've won two of the last three Super Bowls. And you can say, hey, that's that's the magic of Mahomes, that he's the magic elixir. But, like, look, you got a beloved head coach. You got really good personnel. You got a great quarterback. You got a great fan base. That's the stuff that matters. It's actually a great, to me, this is as we look forward to the professionalization of college sports. Let me explain something which does not matter nearly as much as you've been told matters. Oh, man, facilities. If all things are equal, and the coaching relationships are equal and the playing time is equal and the money is equal and the location is equal. Can it then push you over the top? Sure. Sure. A facility can't hurt, but that's not why you get a guy. All facilities look great. All in all midweek, all uh, weekend facilities, all stadiums look great. When there's people in them. Great, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a welcoming place. And I'm sure a lot of the Jacksonville Jaguars scoring so well was, they hated Urban Meyer, right? So anything since Urban Meyer is like, wow, breath of fresh air the last two years. On the other hand, like, is that going to help them land free agents? Is that going to change their culture? They, they scored one of the highest in the league. How'd they play this year? How'd they back up a playoff season in which they won a game in one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history? It didn't. What affects winning is not how nice they are to your kids. Would you like them to be nice to your kids in the family room, you know, waiting outside the stadium? Sure. Would you like to have, can you run a class organization, how you handle yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it doesn't determine whether or not you win or lose. And some of that, believe it or not, is actually good. Yeah, it's actually good. This this is going to, every athlete who played, I believe, in college and most professionally, especially college, will know that this to be the fact. Like, you usually don't love your head coach. Or so you're, it's a good cop, bad cop thing. Whether the assistant coaches are bad cop and the head coach is good cop, or usually the head coach is bad cop and the assistant coaches are good cop. Like, that's how it was for me. And you usually don't like the guy. You got to respect the guy, but you don't like the guy. And what it does is it builds up an us against the world. And the same thing happens when you don't have the best facilities. I mean, look, that's what triggered the great Indians run of Major League. Right? Remember, the worst it got, they put them on the plane with the 
with the props, you know, they, they didn't have hot water in the locker room. How'd they play? Better and better and better. And, I mean, you know, they had to trick Clue Haywood. And they had to trick Clue Haywood, but the, the point is, and Clue Haywood took him yard how many times in the regular season. But the, the bigger point is, if it works for Major League and it works for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's going to work for everybody else. But I, I, like you're trying to please everybody with things that don't matter. Would you like your organization to be like, hey, man, they do a real class job. And the families are class. They do relocation well. They help take care of kids. They have, like, all these things, yes, absolutely. You can be a first-class organization. But it does not in any way determine whether or not you're going to win or lose. Or in any way determine whether or not you're going to hang on to most free agents. That's the reality to it. And you can say it's an outlier, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are bottom five. And I and granted, they didn't have a great year, but they didn't have a great year because they weren't highly graded. They didn't have a great year because their quarterback play wasn't good. Their offensive coordinator wasn't good. They got rid of him. Then finally, they found the right quarterback and Mason Rudolph led him to the playoffs. That's it. That, that, doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean you go cold water in the hot tubs. That doesn't mean you go to a turboprop. That doesn't mean you have them ride the Greyhound to games. Okay? It's all within reason. But if you do backflips to make everything perfect, there's a certain amount of hunger needed. There's a certain coagulation. It's just a great word. Isn't coagulate just a great word? Does anybody, like there's of, of the 10 best words in the English language, coagulation or coagulate is one of my 10 favorites. It's impressive. It's a good word. What was the one that... Um... Lorena loves the word juxtapose. Juxtaposition or juxtapose? I like the word perhaps, just because it sounds great. Perhaps, perhaps, you know. I like nefarious. Nefarious. Fiefdom, also a great word. Fiefdom, also a great word. Um, But coagulate. I mean, like, uh, how did I use it in a sentence? It was a really good sentence. I had a really good thing Is, going Doesn't there. coagulate specifically have to do with blood? It's used for blood, right? But okay. you, why can't you use it for other things? You know what it is. What is what does something happen when it coagulates? Oh, I have no idea. I just always heard when it. your blood coagulates, what happens? Thickens. It thickens. It hardens. It sticks together. It becomes. That's what a scab is. That's coagulated blood. Now you have it. You can have it. You know, in, uh, um, in your blood vessels as well, right? And if you're a hemophilia, your blood does not coagulate. But to coagulate, yeah, it it it. All the cells tighten together and then they form like a, a bond and a barrier. And that's what you're looking for with teams. It doesn't matter who the enemy is. Right? That's what coaches search for all week is they search for enemies. Hey, look what this guy said about you. Look what that reporter said about you. Look what they said about you on Fox Sports 1. Look what they said about you on Fox Sports 1. Can you believe what Dan Byer said about you? Can you believe what Cowherd said? What Dan Patrick said, they're looking for enemies. You can have enemies within. Guys, listen, I love you. I don't know why management decided to put you up in this crappy motel and to make you fly coach. But look, clearly they're not in. It's us against everybody. That coagulates a team. It brings you together. It tightens you. It hardens you. It's not the worst thing in the world. Not the worst thing in the world. And, and the, the, the easiest parallel I can give you is Texas football and Texas basketball. Now, Texas won a big game last night against Texas Tech. And my boy Brock Cunningham, who's like an Austin kid, is going to be the mayor down there. He went after basketball, got kicked out of the game for using his shoulder to go after a ball. I don't think it was a dirty play, but it was a necessary play. It shows toughness. And Texas for year, for 20 years, they were down in football. Maybe 15 years they were down in football. And what did Texas have? They had the best of everything. They've been the best in NIL. Even before NIL, they got the best facilities, and they got new facilities to go with that. All these kids that they had been recruiting. At the end of Mac Brown's era, they were still recruiting really well. And you go through the list of coaches, and they recruited really, really well. And what they would do is they'd have kids come to their camp as juniors, going to be seniors, and sometimes going to be 
sophomores going to be juniors, and they just handpick the 25 best from the class from the state of Texas, and they'd get them, and they'd roll them out. And they couldn't win games. Do you know why? Because everybody thought they were soft. Everybody thought they were given everything. They were never told no. They were never hardened. They never had to coagulate. This stuff doesn't win football games. Wins you a PR battle. But anybody says, like, well, free agents will. Bull. Bull. You go where your most guys go where they're going to make the most money. Then they go where they're going to win. Hey, then they go where there's a position coach that they know or a head coach that they know that they can trust, that they can relate to. That's really it. That's the job. It's not, oh my gosh, we have the worst hot tubs or cold tubs in the league. And that works. What were you going to say there, Jace, too? Do you guys also get this? And they just started doing this, right? And um, I think it's a good It's good for us. It creates good contact. No there's always interesting things within. But, um, and I think you're right. I don't know if it really matters in the grand scheme of things, but it strikes me as such a Gen Z thing. Like, we started worrying about workplace conditions in the last 10 to 20 years. You know, we want to make sure that you're safe, that you're comfortable, that you enjoy your time and your coworkers. Um, there was a time and place where when you got paid to go to do a job, you didn't need to enjoy it. In fact, it's a good chance you didn't enjoy it. Like At some point, it became a thing where if you show up to work, if you don't enjoy it, then it's a toxic work environment. Um, this whole poll just kind of strikes me as a Gen Z thing. Dan? Yeah, go ahead, Dan. What I think is interesting, to kind of go along with his, but a different branch, you mentioned the three worst teams. What stands out to me with the three worst teams, those are legacy ownerships in the National Football League. The Steelers, the Cardinals, the Chiefs. It's been the family business for the Bidwells, for for the Hunt family, for the Rooney family, that they aren't willing to adapt or to change um, because of or or whatever. But that really stood out to me, and it's it's not an old owner in terms of age, but I do think in terms of business and where it is that it really the three F's were in for teams that have had football in their family for fifty to one hundred years. Yeah, I, I would also say that there's there's a couple other things that come to, come to mind. What's interesting about the Chiefs and to a lesser extent the Steelers is they both won, and I don't know when the poll was taken. Right, there has to be some contact. When was the poll taken? You know, and are there any whys on some of this stuff? Because some of it's like you're just like what 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 about like the Dolphins owners got an A plus by Stephen Ross, who by the way yesterday said he's looking to sell the team. Um, and Stephen Ross has been widely criticized by social media because he's thrown events for Trump. Right? Well, the players don't seem to care. So wh- what is it about Stephen Ross as an owner that you like? I've been to their facility. It's fine. It's nice. I mean, part of what Miami has going for it is it's warm. Right? It's just, it's warm. And that, I don't know if you've ever been in a place that's always warm, but generally... People are in much better moods. Whereas in Pittsburgh, you're just not. Oh, and of course, the 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 Chargers are forever kind of chasing it, right? There's a level of unhappiness with one, the fact that they're not winning. Two, they're in a they were in a temporary facility. They're building like the nicest facility on earth. But I guarantee there's going to be more unhappiness. They'll be happy with the facility, with the training staff, with everything. Now they'll be unhappy with, oh, my God, the cost of living just doubled. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if I'm going to stay where I used to live, where the old facility was, the traffic's going to be ridiculous. Like, you can't please everybody. So, look, I get that it's great to come to a place of work where it's really nice. We, for example, at Fox Sports Radio, have a beautiful brand new studio. Beautiful brand new studio. And for us, I do think it helps because, for example, in this studio, I can see Dan clearly. The old one, I couldn't see him at all. I, I can see Jay Stu. I can see Chris Perfett. I can see the fact that Dan has layers and layers of medication because he's fighting this thing, he's fighting this, uh, this cold off. So it's cool. It's fun. It feels like people are investing in you, people. But does that keep you hungry? 
does that make you win football games? There is no direct correlation. And we're in a bottom line business, and that's the bottom line. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And a guy who I've worked with before at CBS, uh, an esteemed former colleague, and of course he played six seasons in the NFL, was Super Bowl champ with the Green Bay Packers, and was a superstar All-American at Notre Dame. Two-time All-American. He's Aaron Taylor. He joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And, and Aaron, let me just, like, look, you and I have been doing the college thing for a long, long time. Um when you watch how this thing has trended and gone, what's your reaction to the state of college football specifically? I'm sad at the inevitability of what's taking place in our sport. And I'm getting more concerned that it's, it's happening at a much quicker pace and accelerating seemingly towards professionalization. At the end of the day, 25 years from now, we'll still be watching college football. We're still going to enjoy it, but it's going to look very different than it has historically and even much more so than it is even right now. The 12-team playoff will go to 14 or 16 and, and become an AFC, NFC type model where the Blue Bloods, the richest of the rich, separate off, take their ball, create their own thing because that's where the most money is to be made. With all the changes and the concerns to the integrity of the sport, it's never been more popular. We're seeing record windfall uh, contracts being made. The Big Ten and my employer, CBS, being part of that. But that was noteworthy because you have three networks that overpaid for a piece of uh, – or paid a premium anyway for content – just to be a part of, of that deal. That's what we see in the NFL, the rising tide of interest of how good that product is in the Big Ten is worth paying that premium because you have to stay part of the deal. So that's going to extend to probably the SEC, even though they just started their deal with ESPN. And I'm not a business analyst, not in the sports business journal, but the business of the football business is now taking precedent in college and that should be concerning for all of us who are purest of the sport. Okay, so you you and I are kind of aligned, and I'm I'm probably guessing that like your thought on one of the reasons you went to Notre Dame when you went to ND, you guys were uh, in the national championship conversation, right? Like this is a big time football program. But the the sale on Notre Dame was always like, hey, it's not just you get to play at the peak of the sport, but the connections with NBC. Right, the Notre Dame Broadcasting Company back in yep. the day. Now, by the fight, now the the AD at Notre Dame is a, used to run NBC Sports, um, and and but more than anything, like that, domers take care of domers, and that's what like to me college sports was about. Yeah, you can become a pro, but it's really about setting yourself up, creating a name, image, likeness, so you can use it in business, so you don't really have to like hardcore work and grind the way that 
any other regular college student could. On the other hand, we both made a healthy living off broadcasting college sporting events. So how do you find the balance between trying to express to people why we were okay with the old system and why the new system just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right to us? Well, I, I think we always want to defend or revere the system that we came up in. And the reason I chose Notre Dame over all others was the first thing that you mentioned. This is one of the reasons, not the most important reason, which was the NBC contract. They also played Stanford every other year at home. So I would play USC or Stanford and get to come home as a West Coast kid sure. once per year. Every home game was televised. But the most important thing was that they graduated 97% of their players. College degree and being a college graduate was at the top of my list of the choices I made. Now, Notre Dame was two years off of a national championship in 1988. Lou Holtz's first and Notre Dame's last. So that had a lot to do with it because the trajectory was great. But the academic piece that's going to take less and less importance and less and less precedence that's already taking place with the online classes these kids are taking – the uh, the portal and being able to jump to two and three and sometimes four college. There's going to be a, a, a player this year that's in his ninth year of eligibility somehow because of all the medical red shirts and hardship years that he had on top of COVID. It just it doesn't become what it was. And the professionalization of that, it was tough going to the NFL for me as a 21-year-old with all of the things that that money and notoriety and the pressure brought with it. So now we're asking kids that have compromised mental health already as it is because a lot of things that are going on, having to deal with much tougher environments, nobody's looking about that. Nobody's taking time to think about what are we going to do with that. We're just excited and all coked up on all the money that the industry is making, and there's always unintended consequences. So from my perspective, Doug, my concern is always about the players and being a player's advocate. But the flip side of that is these guys are making generational money, some of them, and guys that would probably not have a chance to play in the NFL are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is a hell of a head start as a college graduate, assuming that they got their degree. So you have to take the bad with some of the good, but I'd just like to see the powers that be spend a little bit more time on the holistic development of the players and the player care than they are about the contracts with the networks. But how? How? I mean, like, 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 look, nobody wants to hear this, but when, yet it's not everybody says transfer portal. It's that you don't have to sit out a year. You can yeah, transfer it, multiple times. And, and, and these rules, by the way, were all agreed to all these schools that are fighting back and getting district judges to strike down the rules and, and TROs against these rules. They all voted for these rules. So, I, I mean, I don't, to me, the, the easiest quick fix is you can transfer but you got to sit out a year. It's your it's your non compete year, if you will. And I think that to me that would change, and it would make the actual school because now you can be a student. When you go to four or five schools. Like, what's your alma mater? What do you actually learn? You know, your everything is like you said. Everything is online. And I know the Notre Dame they don't do the online classes, okay, which hurts them in the portal. But I, I just I I I think that's the it's the hardest but easiest quick fix. I agree with you, but the problem is you're not thinking, you're just being logical. The problem with that line and rationale of thinking, Doug, is that that toothpaste is already out of the tube and the historical precedents that have always been steadfast that the NCAA has spent millions of dollars to uphold, tens of millions of dollars, are taking it on the chin with the most recent uh, ruling with Tennessee and Virginia probably being the final death blow where now NIL can basically be used for free agency and to incentivize players to come from school A to school B from a free agency standpoint. So I agree with you. That would help, but that's not going to solve. And because that toothpaste is already out of the tube, I think a holistic change is necessary. And I think having a czar or a commissioner who's on the hook to the powers that be and is looking out for the entire membership body of whatever this new thing is going to be is a critical next step moving forward because the individualism that has plagued college football that has allowed so many of the negative unintended consequences to take place 
will only get worse with more resources. So let's stop playing games about the professionalization of intercollegiate athletics. Let's call it what it is, figure out whether they're going to be employees or not, compensate them for playing in the playoffs so that they're incentivized to stay, and let's professionalize this thing once and for all instead of tiptoeing around for optics reasons that this is the game that it was 40 years ago. Aaron Taylor's a great player at Notre Dame. Thank you. Great player at Notre Dame. You know, he works CBS Sports. He's joining us now, Doug Gottlieb Show, <laughs> Fox Sports Radio. I mean, he's an amazing football player. Um, that's, that's, my, that's my best coach, Holtz. Um, uh, okay, so how, how does Notre Dame, in your mind, fit into this? Like, what what does the landscape look like for your alma mater? Well, for our alma mater, it, uh, it looks pretty good. Now, the deal, Notre Dame is never going to have home field advantage because of the way that the structure's been set up. But in Notre Dame's viewpoint, losing that ability to have a first-round buy is part of the, the, the payment of preservation of their independence. And Notre Dame covets that. It's important. It's baked into the cake and the culture of what it is Notre Dame football and that program is supposed to be, which is why the Friends with Benefits arrangement with the ACC works so well. It gave them the optics and the benefit of playing a rotating schedule in the ACC, but it was Friends with Benefits. They didn't have a ring on the finger, which allowed them to preserve some of their robberies like USC and Navy, which is critical, and people that don't know The Naval Academy basically rented out Notre Dame's campus to train during World War II, and had that not happened, Notre Dame would have been forced to close its doors because of the lack of enrollment. So Notre Dame, Navy is a sacred cow. So that game is never going anywhere, and part of the independence is to preserve that. There's other reasons. But at the long story short, Notre Dame's problem has never been access. It's been able to compete and recruit on a consistent level, specifically at specific positions, being defensive backs, defensive linemen, being able to compete day in and day out at those positions at an elite level. That's been their challenge. Now, we all love Marcus Freeman. We love the way that this direction is going. Mike Denbrock coming back on the offensive side gets a lot of us excited. But they're not where Georgia is. They're not where Alabama is. They're not, frankly, where Michigan and Ohio State has been. And if Notre Dame wants to compete and win the national championship, it's going to have to get better more quickly than it's done so far. But they'll have the opportunity to do that by being able to bring in transfers, which never happened in my era. It just didn't happen. Guys didn't leave, and they didn't come in. You went, you chose to stay there, maybe yourself excluded. For the most part, but now we're seeing rapid changes and Sam Hartman being added to the mix last year shows you how one player can completely change the trajectory but doesn't solve all the issues. Tell me what your involvement with future fans, what that's all about. Well, I'm all about promoting the sport of football and future fans is an innovative way that reimagines how kids learn the sport by making it fun and easy and betting the rules and concepts often in parallel and creative ways in a storybook led experience. So my daughter was never really about football because it always takes dad away, but getting the storybook out and reading the story that future fans presents and then playing the games that go alongside of it, like ring toss as a way to have four chances to get a beanbag inside of a ring. And if I do, I get to advance, you get four more chances to throw another beanbag in the next ring that's the way that we're introducing the concept of first downs and four tries for a first down. So it's created this really fun collaborative way that we both enjoy to learn a sport when she's not even paying attention. So if there's any girl dads out there, that are looking for an innovative way that's already won six toy awards since September, go to amazon.com or futurefans.com and put in fans to get a 15% discount you will not regret it if you go and check this out. It's a super creative way that's enhanced our story time. It's enhanced our playtime around the house without electronics. And fingers crossed, my daughter's going to continue to fall in love with the sport that's the greatest ever created. No offense to basketball. No, no offense is not taken. I love football. <laughs> I, 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 love, I, love, I love football. Uh, Aaron, you're the best, man. Um, drive safe when you're going to all those water polo events. I would love what you're doing at CBS Sports and look forward to talking to you in the very near future. Sounds good, brother. Enjoy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What up? It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. Let me get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Welcome in. Do, 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 do. Okay, every Wednesday, it's the middle of the week, the middle of the day, the middle of the show. Okay, the middle of the day, the middle of the week, the middle of the show. We uh, like to play a little game. It's a way of bringing up something that's topical, something that's fun, something that's usually sports. Sometimes it's not. We call it the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. The Midway. What do you got there, Jay? All right. So uh, the production meeting on Texas morning went much uh, more smooth than I thought. You know, coming off of Max Struess's um, uh, buzzer beater last night, I'm thinking all of us have worked in the business and we were all fans. We all went to college and we must have seen a buzzer beater in in person. And what was it like and how cool was that? And I just want to talk about that. Um, another option I threw out there, which you guys didn't like, was what do you hate most about the NFL Combine? And it was really kind of my way to get off my beef about it, which is... People that will go on social media and be like, oh, man, it's such a laid-back atmosphere. The coaches are in a good mood. You know, the GMs are in a good mood. And it's just such a it's such a fun week to combine it. <laughs> That's such a humble brag. It's like I talk to people. I talk to people in the know, and I'm cool. It, it's just such a humble brag. But anyways, I don't want to get us off course here. Can, like- we, can we start this segment of the Midway with a... An actuality. They used to call it the actuality. All right. This is Max Struess last night. You know, I'm going to veto us starting out the, with the actuality. I don't think. Oh, we I thought Doug was going to just do the call himself, but oh no. well, that's fine. Max Struess, bang! Cam's out of timeout. Struess into Mobley. Back to Max. Half court shot. Good. Good. He hit it. Cam's win. This place is going crazy. 121. 119. In one of the most incredible endings you will ever see. That was uh, that was Cavs radio, Curtis. The midway. Um, so who wants to go first? The the best buzzer beater you've ever seen in person. And I, I'm I'm I think I'm gonna win on this one. Big Mike, who runs the place, just walked into the. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Big Mike. Uh, you guys want me to go last? No, he doesn't have one. He doesn't you, have. You one. want to go last? You Be- should go first. So your name's on the show. I mean, I was at the final four when Chris Jenkins hit the game when he shot to win the national championship. That's a humble bracket. Yeah. I mean, it was not. I was working at the time. And and it was what was interesting was in Houston, and I was at CBS at the time, 
It was uh, that was actually my last year at CBS. Uh, it was actually my last duties. They say duty duties at CBS, and um, I distinctly remember, right, <clears throat> knowing I had to get outside to the set, which was a good, I'm gonna say, thousand yards from the. Uh, is it the NRG Stadium? That's right, NRG Stadium. And, uh, you know, you're sitting there and North Carolina calls time, or they called timeout if North Carolina, people forget, threw in a crazy three-point shot. Like a double double pump three-point shot. Marcus Page hit it. So, it's a tie game, and I understand that could make it so that it's not the greatest shot ever or whatever, but to watch a guy hit a game-winning shot at the buzzer, like literally buzzer goes off, splash, national championship. And then the replay of his head coach saying, bang, you know, Jay Wright saying, bang, right when it went in. Amazing. What do you got, Dan Byer? I'm going to throw some audio on mine. I'm going to play it from my end here. And because it's so dated, the audio isn't great. But let's see if you can decipher where this play was from. Here we are. Raveling claims that Tech took a timeout that they shouldn't have it. It should be a technical. They just got to throw it under the basket. Under the basket. Up. Forest shot. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. The holy mackerel. I know you guys remember where Holy Mackerel came from. I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar. I don't know. Doug, is it in your phone? Where you're li- you're looking at? I'm not sure. Maybe it's in there. <laughs> me out, dude. Just sell, sell me. Sell well, me it's out. your segment. You know, we're just playing the audio for it. That's so, okay. Holy Mackerel. Yeah. I love mackerel. By the way, do you guys know that I love mackerel sushi? No, I'm serious. Was, like, it, where's it from? It was from James Forrest. In Georgia Tech, upsetting oh, number yeah, two yeah, yeah, USC yeah. and Harold Miner in the second round of the NCAA tournament. And the late, great Al McGuire on the call for CBS. They had 0.8 seconds left, and it was one of those highlights that they showed for at least a decade or two when they would do the montages of all the great shots. That was at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee. And, uh, yeah, James Forrest with 0.8 just taking a heave that knocked USC and Harold Miner out of the NCAA tournament. And why were you there? How old were you? What, what, I was a freshman in high school. So that was uh, 1992. It was a birthday gift from my mom. Me and my cousin and two other friends from uh, from school went down. We went to the Thursday games, and then we went. And these were the Saturday games. It was uh, the greatest time because it was also the time where we loved college basketball uh, the most. It was just uh, magnificent. But this was the uh, yes, this was the NCAA tournament in 1992. Harold Miner was uh, his nickname was Baby George. Baby George. Baby Jordan. Yeah, that didn't the midway. It didn't work out on the pro level. Um, I'm going to go back up three or four years before yours, Dan. So, um, if you guys remember the 88-89 Running Rebels, okay, this was the year before Larry Johnson got there. Rebels. They were pretty damn good. Rebels. The Running Rebels had just completely dominated the Big West throughout the 80s. They were unbeatable, basically. But at Titan Gym in 1989, um, Wayne Williams hit close to like a half-court shot. At the buzzer to beat UNLV. Um, 1989, so I was 17 years old. The greatest thing I've ever seen in person, I think. Just because it was, you know, my local college and it was the running Rebels and it was just incredible. Um, I'll never forget that. So when I saw that buzzer beater last night, I thought, you know what? I want to talk about the buzzer beater that I witnessed. And that's it. Cal State forward to 1989 over UNLV. Love it. I love that. I love that. Everybody the has that. UNLV was the team that everybody ran on the court against back then, right? Um, back PCAA before it was the Big West. Santa Barbara would beat them occasionally. Long Beach would beat them occasionally. Um, UCI would beat them occasionally. Nobody could beat them in the Big West or the PCAA tournament. So I'm old school PCAA. 
Can you name the teams in the PCAA? Uh, was Pacific a part of that? Yes. Yeah. You see Irvine for sure. Pacific UOP University of, Pac- of mm-hmm. the Pacific, right? Which is not anywhere near the Pacific. Very confusing. It's true. Um, you see Irvine. Um, I mean your school, Fullerton. Yeah, Long UNLV, Beach. Yeah, yeah. UNLV, Santa Barbara. Was Reno in there? No. Nope. You, nope. That was back when it was UNR, which is now University of Nevada. Yeah. Get two more. Two more. San Jose State? Yes. Yes. And? Fresno State? Fresno State. Wow. Good job. Nice. Jason. Nicely done. Nicely done. Okay, now, you have any more, uh, by the way, Dan, Dan Byer? I, I've got a bunch. I don't know. Perfect. You've been to a bunch? I Well, no, just I mean, just a bunch of buzzer beater. I mean, I, mean, Mario, I, I like the one you've Mario, been there. Mario Chalmers, uh, 08, to force the overtime against Memphis. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, um, that's a good one. What about you, Perfect? You you're at I, one? I do have one. I did not think I don't go to I haven't been to a lot of games in person, but I had to dig all the way back to my very early undergrad days where I was at Wake Forest. Now, I don't talk a lot about Wake Forest because my time there didn't go well, but I was there when Chris Paul was playing for Skip Procise. And Ooh, I was very if, into Demon Deacon Prosser, basketball. Prosser. Prosser, excuse me. I Late, the late Skip, Skip Prosser. Yes, yeah, Skip. Yes, but um, one time I did go on the road to watch the team in Durham against NC State. I don't know how I got there, but somehow I was there, and I think I have the uh, audio here for this. So this is Chris Paul in the final seconds of the RBC Center. Raleigh, yeah. Tim Brando's great. Brando. He does it! Chris Paul! Preseason player of the year! Kind of a little bit of a running floater to get that in, just right at the buzzer. Uh, By the way, shout out to you mentioned uh, Tim Brando. I think yesterday was Brando's birthday. Mm. I think it was like 68. Uh, I work with Timmy B. uh, And Timmy is a guy who, he has the All About Me Club. Have I ever told you guys about this? When we were at CBS, he had the All About Me Club. And basically what it would do is like he'd work a long day and then there's this bar down the street from the CBS Broadcast Center that he'd always gone to. And the guys all knew him. And basically it was just like unabashedly like, hey, just talk about yourself with each other. Catch catch up on life. It's all about me, baby. Right? It's great. <laughs> Timmy B's fun. And he's got his, he literally sounds the exact same now as he did then. That's a good one. The, I, there's there's also a theme in a lot of this. Like we did a lot of college hoops, yeah. Because you know NBA buzzer beaters, so many games, but also to go to a playoff game where there would be a buzzer beater would be up uh, quite the ticket. I don't know if any of us I, are are the hoop heads enough to uh, um, well, I mean, die with an NBA I playoff mean, run on a I team. mean, like the 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 Bulls and when John Paxson hit his three. At the buzzer to beat the Suns, right? I remember that. Sure. Was that at the buzzer? But, um, it was near it. I don't know if it. I don't think it expired. There may have been some time left. I'll tell you what. What really. But sucks. you weren't there. You weren't at the game. No, I was right? not. At the yeah, game. that's I was not the game. I have seen one outside of ba- basketball, but again, I wasn't at the game. But I remember watching it on TV, and it was of all things, it was I think the 2014 Frozen Four. It was Minnesota and North Dakota, and I don't know how it. How hard it is, but I did see that was a buzzer beater goal in ice hockey for Minnesota. Now that is off the board. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just <laughs> remember watching it. That is out of the box. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> that is, yeah, that, oh, that, I forgot. I, I hit a buzzer beater once. Did you? Yeah. Tustin High School, Woodbridge High School. Woodbridge was probably our rival at the time. Uh, by the way, shout out to Steve Scoggins. Uh, his brother Brian and I were teammates. Steve played at UNLV. He's the coach at Woodbridge. They just won their first game in the state playoffs last year. First time since like 76 or something. Um, and then, you know, a mutual buddy, Adam Libby. Uh, Kyle, of course, works over at Fox Sports. Adam was uh, played at Woodbridge against me. Anyway, uh, we grew up playing the same travel team. Uh, Woodbridge High School, my sophomore year. Game is tied. Tustin Tiller Jim. 
Hey, go one-on-one, get to the free-throw line, shot fake, step through, floater, buzzer sounds, ball goes through the bucket. Coolest feeling. All right. Coolest feeling. I, you know, in talking, I didn't have any uh, whatsoever, but in in a, in a neat one, and you'll remember this, Doug, um, when Northern Iowa upset Texas in the NCAA tournament, the half-court shot was hit by Paul Jesperson, who was from my hometown. Mm. And so I and I was friends with with Paul's brother Jay, and so it was neat to see that to see the NCAA tournament. My hometown again, we're nine ten thousand people. We don't we don't produce pros or heck even D one athletes. So Paul was was one of the best that we've had. Now he's on uh, Porter Mosier's staff at sure. Oklahoma. Sure. But uh, but yeah, so Paul hitting that, you know, in March Madness uh, on the couch was such a big win just for our, our small town to to see that now. They blew the lead the next, you know, two days later against Texas A&M, but who cares about that? But the win against Texas on his half-court shot was pretty amazing. Ah, and that is the Midway. Send us your favorite half-court shot buzzer beater that you saw in person. You have to have seen it in person. In person. The Midway. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.